Thank you for joining us for episode 370 of Live Happy Now. If you're one of those sensitive people out there, congratulations. You're about to learn what an incredible superpower you have. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm talking with Katie Abbey, author of the new children's book, We Feel Happy, which helps children explore their feelings. As a sensitive person herself, Katie is aware of some of the challenges that can bring, and her book is designed to help children learn more about their feelings and how to embrace them. And the great news is, it works for adults, too. Let's find out more. Katie, welcome to Live Happy Now. Thank you for having me. Well, we wanted to talk about your adorable book because from the moment I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything Live Happy is about. And we're going to tell our listeners obviously a lot about it, but I wanted to know how the idea for it came about and how you got started on this. Um, So We Feel Happy, it's part of a series of other books, but this is definitely my favorite one out of all of them because this one's based around feelings and kind of just opening up the narrative of talking about feelings with really young children in a fun way. And because it's a book that's kind of more heavily on the illustration side than the text side, and it's not a fiction book, it kind of leaves it open to kind of be different every time that it's interacted with. So that's sort of like the parents can lead the conversations and it hopefully would be a completely different experience each time you read it, which makes it less boring for the adults as well. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just the idea of it being around feelings is something that is super important to me. And it's kind of weird because now it's coming out. My own daughter is at the sort of age, like the ideal age to have this sort of book. So it's just really exciting. What age is that that you see it? Because I'll be honest, I showed this to a therapist friend of mine and she thought this could go way beyond children because as adults, we also have trouble talking about our feelings. But so what age was this written for? I mean, with it being a picture book, I would aim it at sort of toddlers and up. I mean, my daughter's two and a half and she loves it. She doesn't have to be biased at two and a half. She could tell me if she doesn't like it. Yeah, at that Um, age, she's not going to spare your feelings. (laughs) Exactly. No, she really doesn't do that. But yeah, I I would say it would be quite a fun book for even older. It's got quite a lot of humor in it as well. Like I like the way I draw my animals. Like sometimes I like them to look like they don't really want to be there or they're a little bit awkward and just funny. (laughs) There's a lot of humor in it in that way. But you cover so many feelings in this. What kind of work went into developing it because even though it's simple and it's not a lot of text there's a depth to it in terms of all the feelings that you explore and the way that you ask questions around those feelings yeah so we cover I mean even like things like anger sadness we really thought about it I'm saying we with the publisher to make sure that we like cover kind of things that children might come across but in a tactful way so things like grief there's a page with one of the animals whose bugs died. Just things that, I don't know, tap into that could start conversations so that it can really be led in any direction that is right for the situation. We cover, you know, we feel worried. There's a whole page and different ways that you might feel worried. So, you know, I've made a mess. I feel worried. I've got to perform in front of people. And it's got questions like, what makes you feel less worried? So that hopefully then the children 
the child can kind of respond to that and it might start a conversation like those important conversations that might be quite difficult to get started otherwise yeah it does such a wonderful job with that and thank you so you wrote this during the lockdown and i wondered did you already have it in mind before the pandemic hit or was it something that came to mind during the pandemic or was it a hybrid of those two things it was already factored in before the pandemic started but working on this during sort of COVID starting was quite therapeutic for me really because it's kind of like because I need reminding <laughs> to um, <laughs> to sort of recognize what I'm feeling and and it's kind of just something that I'll always associate this book with that time now because it's kind of I feel like I've gone on a, quite a kind of transformative process and grown a lot in this time as well mm -hmm. and it's just always going to kind of hold that sort of message for me now which is great so do you think it evolved because of the situation that we were in do you think it's a different book if we had just been going on with life as the normal life that we knew i think so definitely yeah because i think one of my coping mechanisms is to turn to humor and was to turn to humor so and make people smile through like my drawings and social media posts and things so I think, yeah, definitely. Books are supposed to be like children where we say, oh, I don't have a favorite. I like all the stuff I wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where does this fall in the, you know, in terms of you've done a lot of things. I want to talk about some of your other fantastic artwork that you've done as well beyond books. But where does this fall like in your scope of books that you've done? How do you feel about this compared to, say, the other ones? I do have a soft spot for it because of what it's about. And it's really important to me as I've said with my own daughter to kind of like start those conversations around feelings and I'm so proud now that she's able to communicate that she says things like if I'm upset and I try and not hide that from her if I need to cry or something she'll say what are you feeling and that to wow. me that's just like like I'm just the most proud of her in that moment like she can say oh I feel angry and I just think that that's such a huge thing and it's just kind of a good foundation to sort of start your life with uh, yeah that's a huge gift that you're giving her and other children to be able to say this is what i feel because a lot of times as kids we just didn't know how to put it into words yeah and it, it just seemed like something like a conversation that's sort of happening more recently more than it ever has done before which is really nice to see so now you've illustrated several children's books and you have the no worries mindfulness acceptance series instead of me telling you what you've done, tell me a little bit about some of the things that you've done in the space of like mindfulness, happiness, that's geared toward children. Yeah, so I guess the other, so I've worked on a series which I illustrated, which is the mindfulness series. And it's got the, so each book sort of an activity book. So you've got like no worries. There's one called Stay Strong, which is a book for anyone who might be going through bullying. So I mean, I just provided the illustrations with those ones, but they were so fulfilling to work on because it's got things, like activities and actual physical things you can do, which is really inspiring. So yeah, that whole series is really good for that. So how did you get into that line of go down that path of really specializing, if you will, in being able to do this for children and really in the space of feelings, mindfulness, that inner work adults need to be doing? The thing is, I don't know. I think um, a lot of it is just by kind of what I've been putting out there. And a lot of my work is 
inspired by or kind of almost alchemized art from things I've gone through so if I go through something difficult myself after processing it and going this is really rubbish (laughs) I kind of get to a point where I can make it into something humorous or hopefully uplifting that might help other people and I think it's just been a case of the output and what I've created and put out there online has kind of attracted the right sort of projects Mm -hmm. and it's ended up being these things that are based around mental health and working on yourself and uplifting and that's just really great and that's probably just I would say being from little doodles and things that I've done and put out there that's kind of drawn the right people and projects to me I think yeah definitely I can see where that would happen because your artwork and not just with this book but across the board is really about making people feel happy and accepted and that shines through in the colors that you use and just the welcoming feel of your artwork. And why is that so important for you? Because it, it really is, you understand that you can spend 10 minutes on your site, not even, and you understand like this is a welcoming space that you want us to feel happy and you want us to feel better about ourselves. So why is that so important? I think holding space is something that is important, like holding space for wherever someone's at and kind of for them to acknowledge that even if they do want to work on themselves, and this is something that I need to acknowledge within myself, is even if you do want to work on yourself, it's still good to have self-acceptance for all of the things that you're struggling with at the moment. I don't know, on the side of using lots of bright colours, I think that it's quite uplifting to see rainbows everywhere, especially when <laughs> the world is pretty grey and a bit, a little bit on fire, let's be honest. <laughs> it's good, it's it good to see rainbows. And it's something about the inner child, I think, as well, isn't it? When you see lots of bright colours, you kind of have this smile. Yeah, it does. Your artwork really makes people smile. And how did you start this? How did you begin your journey to becoming an artist? I went to university. I studied graphic design, but it was kind of around the time that I left university that I I took on a new year's resolution to do a drawing every single day of that year oh wow to kind of build up my style because I knew I wanted to do illustration but I didn't have the confidence or kind of have a direction and I ended up doing that and then continuing it for four more years so five years in total (laughs) just drawing something every single day and I stopped when I was pregnant because I'm like I've got to focus on that. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I got to grow a human. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Priorities. But (laughs) in that process, it's kind of, I think doing it every single day kind of took away me having to worry about what to draw because I was just like, I've just got to make something. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. And it ended up where I'm at now. I've got a definitive style and I can draw animals without needing reference and I've got the confidence. Yeah, that's kind of how I began. And then it's just ended up going in so many different directions. Like I've never had a, a business plan. Myself and my husband both work on the business now and we have two high street shops that we've created. One of them, which is filled with my artwork and the other one, which is magic themed and has got lots of other small businesses. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so proud of that shop. That's kind of Jeff, my husband's brain baby, but it's kind of decorated like a magical street inside and it's got all of like these shops within the shop so it feels like you're in a magical street and there's just all sorts of fandoms within it and if you look on the ceiling there's all like galaxies and 
yeah less is never more with us it's always pretty <laughs> chaotic and a lot going on but yeah so that's been fun and it, all of these things like going on alongside each other has kept things really inspiring even if sometimes it just get a little bit overwhelming as well and that seems to be this recurring theme for you is that element of fun like it's light and playful, even when you're dealing with emotions, even when you're dealing with feelings that are difficult, there's a lightness to it. Where does that come from? Yeah, I guess that is something. I, I think it's important to try and find fun when things are dark. If you can find something light and focus on it, I do feel like if you can magnify those little things, even when everything's really rubbish, you're at a, a difficult time in your life, if you can magnify the little moments of joy and light, whether it's and savoring your cup of tea or all those little things like going on a walk or hugging your cat then it kind of gives all the power to those moments rather than the dark moments and as someone who has struggled with mental health quite a lot myself it's been a whole process and kind of like I've said before how kind of my coping mechanism I think is finding humor and lightheartedness and kind of I think it does take the power away from heavy topics yeah. things that Wise might feel like they're kind of weighing on top of you or like all around you if you can kind of look at them from a, a bit of a light-hearted perspective it kind of takes all the power that they've got away from them doesn't it and did you find your artwork changing at all during lockdown and just the last couple of years in general yeah it's definitely geared more towards messages of hope and I guess probably not changed drastically, but it seems to have kind of, I don't know, honed down. It's more clear to me what I'm doing. Before mm -hmm. lockdown, I was creating things. And now I know that I'm kind of, I always say I'm feeling the feelings and then I'm drawing the drawings. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of become clear to me what it is that I'm doing for my job. And it feels really good. It feels really like I'm on the right path, which is really exciting. And when you see people using your art kind of as a healing balm, I mean, it, it has that effect on people. What does that do for you, your creative process, and also for your heart to know that this is something that's coming from your heart is having so much of an impact on other people? There's nothing else like it, to be quite honest. <laughs> and like I say, because a lot of my drawings, I've kind of started through something quite personal to me. It just makes me feel like that difficult time was for a reason. I know that it's helped other people I do get quite a lot of really lovely messages as well around sort of self-expression which is something that is really important to me like I always say we all need to be a bit more weird <laughs> um, <laughs> and I get I like, like yeah I get a lot of messages from people saying that my artworks helped with that and I, it just blows my mind it really fills my heart it's great yeah one message that is reoccurring in your work is that theme of sensitivity and yes. you even say that sensitivity is a superpower so tell us why you say that where that comes from yeah so I've always been a sensitive person and as a child at school I was always in my report that would be sent home to my parent it would often say Katie is good at this topic or whatever but is a bit too sensitive and that would be a reoccurring thing too sensitive and it kind of became something that I was beat myself up about a lot I'd be like oh no you're too sensitive you need to stop crying no one else does that and then as I kind of learn more about myself and about sensitivity and kind of viewing it as a spectrum where we all have different levels of sensitivity 
and then realizing that that kind of means that yes I might struggle more with and feel negative emotions more deeply I kind of suddenly realized that also probably means that I feel the positive ones more deeply than someone who is sensitive and I kind of just realized that's how it's a superpower because it's basically having compassion and empathy but it can feel really tricky if you're not in an empowered place with it you're kind of struggling with protecting your energy from things that you might be sensitive to but I think that's all the individual process of learning what triggers your sensitivity and kind of being sensitive in the right places so that you're not getting triggered by things like for me I mean some people might not agree with this but I just completely stopped watching the news I'm there with you (laughs) because it's just I mean obviously I feel like I don't know if you feel like this but if there's something that happens that you need to know you'll see it your friends will post about it right what's the point in me scrolling through a news feed and then feeling really rubbish (laughs) like it doesn't feel like there's any purpose in that it is quite heavy isn't it (laughs) yeah it's a lot it's not like you can turn it on and say well maybe they'll have something good to say today (laughs) exactly they're not doing that today (laughs) no no or tomorrow i I can't see that happening for a while (laughs) how long did it take you to learn how to tend to your sensitivity because i think that's something people overlook as you said they tell people you know get tougher don't cry stiff upper lip that kind of thing and it's really important if you have that sensitivity to be able to nurture it and to learn how to really shield it. Yeah. So, I mean, it isn't a case of that's kind of, I guess, the flip side of what people will tell you to kind of just squash it down and not, but that all that's doing is you coming across as not sensitive when inside you are. Right. <laughs> I always pick up on other people's emotions and I've learned like some visualization techniques that can, I kind of imagine myself in a bubble so that, if someone else is feeling heavy feelings, I'm not going to pick that up and sort of carry it as my own. So it sort of bounces back off. And little techniques like that. And and then just some days, just crying <laughs> and, not, not, <laughs> and not feeling any guilt around it. And just realising that that's the way that I'm wired. That's brilliant because we're all meant to be different. And yeah. if we need crying is great. Like, I think... We should be telling more people to cry instead of telling them to stop crying. <laughs> well, they certainly want to. Everybody wants to right now. It's a, yeah, they do. <laughs> if we got really honest, we are envious of that child in the grocery store having a meltdown because it's like we all want to do that right now. We do, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and how does it help kids when they start, if like parents understanding sensitivity and empaths, now we can take care of our kids differently. We can interact with them differently and help them. How will it help change things if children's sensitivity is cultivated instead of capped? Me and my husband were talking about something similar to this earlier. Like imagine the generation of children now, a lot of them have got parents who are kind of a bit more conscious of feelings. Imagine them when they're 20s and 30s. And it just, to me, it's quite an exciting thought that there'll be a lot more compassion and a lot less kind of mirroring things and reflecting and being reactive, hopefully. You would think that as a percentage of people might be a bit more self-aware. I don't think anything bad can come from that. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't think we're going to protest that. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, so your work is always, it's so uplifting. It's so bright. And I want to live on your website. I just want to live in that <laughs> world you've created because it just is such a happy place. And we are going to tell the listeners how they can go check out your website and not only just find your book, but all this other great, great merchandise that you have from t-shirts, hoodies, more books, socks. I love the socks. <laughs> yeah. You've got everything. And so in that bright world that you've created, what is it you're doing now? What's coming up? I've kind of, again, like it's sort of honed down a little bit and I'm kind of following the path of trying to get people to open up to their unique wiring and their weirdness and um, express themselves. And part of that has been through, began a partnership with a friend of mine who's a healer. She's trained in Reiki and and all sorts of things like that and we've kind of we've done some oracle cards together which are sort of 18 plus like sort your things out sort of vibe sort yourself out sort of vibe like very straight talking so yeah that's kind of but like I say I never like to plan like do a proper business plan I just always feel which way to go which probably comes from the sensitivity that's fantastic I love that So as I said, we're going to tell people how they can find this magical world that you've created. And what is the number one thing that you hope everyone takes away from the work that you're doing, whether it's the children or adults that are discovering their happy, weird place? I think that's exactly it. I'd hope that people can realize that they're here in this lifetime to be them. And you don't want to dilute that down. You want to be you at 100% saturation. And that's probably the message that I'd want everyone to see. That's terrific. Katie, you're a lot of fun. Your work's a lot of fun. And I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking to you. That was Katie Abbey talking about feelings and how sensitivity can be your superpower. If you'd like to follow Katie on social media or learn more about her many different projects, visit our website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. And just a reminder, as part of Pride Month, we're offering 20% off the entire Live Happy store. Check out our great Pride t-shirt as well as our mental health buttons and our Live Happy hats. Just enter the promo code LOVEISLOVE and claim your 20% discount. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.